AJ and Hillbilly Horror Stories is doing an episode all about UFOs and aliens, they'll probably stop in two weeks. You're probably right. You are listening to HHS UF Only, a Hillbilly Horror Stories bonus episode. Hey guys, welcome to episode 27 of UF Only. Hey everybody. Tracy, we've got a topic we haven't covered yet before on here. Okay. I mean, well, technically when we did the zoo story, we covered something similar, but today we're going to talk about mutilations and as they may be affiliated with UFOs. Yeah. Sounds nasty. Now, the details are grisly and I guess you could say strangely surgical because some of these corpses are found under the open sky with their eyes plucked out, tongues removed, and private parts gone. All extracted with the utmost precision and leaving not a drop of blood. And some of that happened in the zoo story that we talked uh-huh. about. So they have major skills. Yes. Wow. Reports of such unexplained mutilations carried out on both humans and animals have actually baffled investigators for decades, and this leads to the speculation about whether the perpetrators might be otherworldly beings that are conducting some kind of biological experiments on uh, inhabitants here on Earth. There's been a bunch of reports that have emerged from the U.S. Western and Midwestern states that detail mysterious bloodless animal mutilations, human cases, have been far less common and often much sketchier in their documentation. And that's what we're going to start off talking with. Okay. One of the most shocking cases is known as the Lovett-Cunningham incident. And some of the, I know we don't do a lot of stories that people have heard, but this is one that you may have actually heard. Well, not you, per se, uh-huh, uh-huh. but people listening may have actually heard somewhat uh, of this incident. It involves an American Air Force sergeant. Now, he was allegedly abducted by a saucer-like aircraft, after which his cleanly mutilated body was found in the New Mexico desert. In ufology circles, reports have circulated that the case was studied by Project Grudge, which is actually one of the earliest U.S. Air Force programs that were tasked with investigating sightings of unidentified flying objects. And years after World War II, Project Grudge was kind of... um, a precursor to Project Blue Book, which most of us don't know. This ran from 51, 1951 to 1969, and many of the documents are now uh, declassified, so they're out there for anybody to see. Mm-hmm. The result of the Air Force investigation into the, the um, abduction was allegedly a 600-page document labeled Project Grudge Report 13. The problem is no official information on Report 13 exists, and the U.S. government denies that it ever existed to begin with. So its details are known only from secondhand sources who claim to have seen and analyzed the document. One account actually came from a conspiracy theorist by the name of William Cooper. Cooper says that he was tasked with analyzing a version of the Grudge Report 13 in the early 1970s. Now, the other uh, report came from William English. Now, he was a former Green Beret captain who says he, too, was asked to analyze the same document. Now, while he was assigned to the U.S. Security Service at the uh, former Royal Air Force Base in Chicksons, England. Okay. 
English said that he dictated two audio cassettes outlining what he remembered from Report 13 and according to Military Encounters with Extraterrestrials, The Real War of the Worlds by author Frank Joseph. English also participated in a 1991 Colorado radio broadcast where he discussed his findings. Now, Cooper and English's stories, they're pretty close to each other. They kind of echo each other, which says something considering they didn't have anything to do with each other. Yeah, definitely. And they both said that, hey, we were involved in this and they both got the same story. Yeah, so that's it doesn't amazing. sound made up. Or they at least were reading the same document, whether the document was real or not. They both looked at the same document. Uh-huh. Now, both recount an alleged incident of March 1956 involving Air Force Sergeant Jonathan P. Lovett. Now, this is a fascinating story, by the way. So, Lovett, he was assisting Major William Cunningham in the White Sands Missile Testing Grounds near Holman Air Force Base. That's in New Mexico. And while they were searching for scattered debris from a recent rocket test, Cunningham was shocked when he heard a loud scream, thinking Lovett had... Uh, been bitten by a snake or something because yeah. there was a bunch of them out there. English recounts that Cunningham said he crossed a dune to help his partner and he supposedly witnessed one of the most, uh, more bizarre human extraterrestrial encounters. That, and that's why he screamed? No, this was the guy who, the, yeah, that's what the guy was screaming because he had a... Oh, okay. But this is the guy who went over and said he saw Ooh, what happened. Nice. So instead of finding Lovett nursing a, a snake bite like he thought he was going to, Cunningham, according to English, recounted seeing the soldier being dragged by a long serpentine arm wrapped around his legs, connected to a silver disc that was hovering in the air 15 to 20 feet away. Cunningham said he watched, he was frozen in horror, as Lovett was pulled inside the craft. Then the craft rose straight up into the sky, and the Major said he stumbled toward his Jeep and he radioed for assistance. Security teams arrived, and the disturbed Cunningham, obviously, was confined to the base hospital for observation and treatment after retelling what he believed he witnessed. <laughs> I can't imagine having to tell that story. So according to Joseph's Military Encounters book, Base personnel did confirm an unidentified radar, con radar contact near Holman at the time that Lovett vanished. The base dispatched search parties into the desert, but it would be three days before Lovett's nude corpse was discovered some 10 miles from where this supposedly, uh, the abduction took place. Now, from all the indications, the body had been exposed to the elements for 24 to 48 hours. According to English, the report ordered no or offered no explanation of what might account for the missing third day. And the autopsy performed on Lovett raised even more questions than delivered answers. First question was, why had Lovett's corpse been so severely mutilated? His tongue had been cut out from the lower portion of the jaw, his eyes gouged out, and his anus removed. Oh, man, how how do you remove an anus? Very carefully. <laughs> in, in the Air Force's medical examination report pertaining to the incident, English says that the coroner remarked on the apparent surgical skill used to remove the organs. In particular, that the anus and the genitalia had been neatly extracted like a plug. So it's almost like they... Used like an apple, uh, pineapple uh, core. Yeah, yeah. Or just did it in there and just pulled it out, huh? Perhaps most puzzling was the fact that the body had been completely drained of blood, 
But surprisingly, there was no vascular collapse, usually associated with death by bleeding. Mm. So all his veins and stuff were, were still all, all still intact. intact. That's crazy. Through grudge reports, or says though grudge reports, 1 through 12 have been declassified along with report 14, no official mention of accounting of report 13 exists. The Lovett-Cunningham case remains substantiated, and no follow-up reports regarding the incident, if in fact it did happen, are available. So while easily disregarded as fiction, so some people just say this is a bullshit story. Mm-hmm. The alleged 1956 New Mexico incident offers intriguing parallels to other reported mutilations, past and present. In 1988, there was a body allegedly found at the uh, Garasparanga Reservoir in uh, Brazil, according to reports, and the victim had been dead for 48 to 72 hours, but there was no sign of decompensation. The eyes, the ears, the tongue, and genitalia had also been removed in that case. Also, the digestive organs had been removed. Officials were never able to identify the victim. So widespread reports, obviously, of livestock mutilation uh, with the very similar details have been going on since the early 1970s. Incidents of mutilated cattle, sheep, horses, rabbits, deer, bison, elk, they've all been recorded, all with bloodless corpses, often lacking jaw flesh, eyes, ears, tongue, lymph nodes, and genitalia. In 2009, the Denver Post reported four calves were found mutilated in similar ways. NPR reported in 2019 incident in Colorado in which five young purebred bulls mysteriously showed up dead, drained of blood with body parts cleanly excised. Oh, man. Well, at least they ain't messy. Now, so a lot of people lean toward aliens, which is what uh, Harden, uh, Harney County Sheriff's Deputy Dan Jenkins told NPR. He said one caller told us to look for basically a depression under the carcass because he said that the alien ships will kind of beam the cow up, do whatever they're going to do, then they just drop from a great height. So that would leave an impression in the ground ground, where they landed. So numerous reports did report of cattle mutilation uh, becoming Western and Midwestern states in the 70s that the FBI was asked to step in and investigate. But according to now declassified documents, they were unable to properly perform the task due to jurisdictional issues. No official answer has ever been given on these strange and unsettling incidents, and they remain unsolved. What is a, why is there a jurisdictional thing? I mean, if it's something that huge, why is that an issue? Well, it shouldn't be a jurisdictional thing either, because if it lands in a certain county or a certain city... That should be within that city's jurisdiction or county's right. jurisdiction. Well, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. But anyways. Wow. How about that for a story? Makes my skin And on crawl. the first story, I want to go back to that. The the uh, sergeant that turned up, you know, it didn't, I didn't mention it there, but the guy who found or, or who said he disappeared, that he saw all that, mm-hmm. they were trying to charge him for his murder. Stop it. Well, I mean, think about this. You're in the military. This guy disappears. You say, hey, I saw him abducted. And then all of a sudden he shows up three days later, dead. Who's the prime suspect going to be? Are they going to initially believe that he saw him abducted? Or yeah, are they going to say... They're going to believe that he 
gouged his eyes out and all well, that. Well, they figured maybe they had some kind of an altercation or something, and he killed the guy and I, hit and him. He and he went for his anus. Come on I, now. Well, he didn't have his anus removed. Yeah, oh, yeah, you did. I'm yeah. sorry. He did. So, but I don't know, but they did try to charge that guy that for, is for his really, murder. He ended up getting off on it, but. That is wild. Man, oh, man. Anyway, sorry for my froggy voice, but. Mm-hmm. He's Kermit the Frog. <laughs> mm. Do you, okay, you do, Miss Piggy. I don't know how she sounds. Oh, Kermit. Oh, Kermit. She does oh, not have no. an Irish accent. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't do that again if <laughs> I wanted to. Mine wasn't very good either. Yeah, you can because every accent you do sounds the same. <laughs> it don't matter if it's Yugoslavian, if it's if it's Mexican, if it, it all yeah, sounds Yeah, but the you same. at least said Irish. Yeah, but if you're doing a Mexican one, it sounds Irish. If you're doing a oh. an English, it sounds Irish. Or Scottish sounds Irish. All of them sound Irish. Don't be hating. You're just jealous. Even your Australian. Good day, mate. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.